You are listening to the Gromart Podcast. We've been really focused on formulating and engineering a diesel fuel that is right for our customers. Featuring experts in agriculture. We're helping our customers decide when's a good time to sell, when's a good time to merchandise that grain so that they can make a profit. And other system news. It's very important to the Gromark system to encourage the future of agriculture. The Gromark podcast starts now. I'm Sam Spence returning with another Gearing Up for Spring episode for the Gromark podcast. Over the last few episodes, we've visited with folks from Crop Nutrients and Crop Protection, and today we're going to hear from some of our Gromark Seed Division team members. The spring is officially here, and even with the recent snowfall, the pace hasn't slowed. In this episode, I'm visiting with Randy Pearson and Eric West. We'll hear about their career journey in the FS system, a winning lineup of products, and more. So, without further ado, let's dive in and learn about how Randy, Eric, and the Seed Division are gearing up for spring. I'd like to start these discussions with a little background so our listeners get to know you better. And just wanted to know if you could share what your role is here in the Seed Division, how long you've been with either Seed Division or even across the FS system, and any other roles that you've served in. So, Randy, I'm going to go ahead and start with you. Okay. I uh, started in the FS system in 1986, and uh, I started with the Seed Division in 1990. And I started in uh, production. I was the production agronomist for the uh, seed plants at the time and gradually transitioned into a number of different roles in in quality assurance and labeling. And I take care of those roles as well. And your role is as the quality assurance manager in the seed division. Could you share with our listeners a little bit about what that means? So we test seed lots for um, a number of different things, germination, moisture, uh, trait presence or lack of presence, whatever the case might be, um, uh, purity, anything that's required to be on the label, then uh, we test for, make sure that if it's a herbicide trait tolerance, uh, that it has the, the required level of uh, trait presence for that. And Eric, we'll turn to you. How long have you been with the seed division, and could you share a little bit of your history with the system? Yes, uh, so I uh, actually started in 2002, so I said we're already going on 16 years in the Gromark FS system. Uh, through those years, uh, I spent started out as a crop specialist or certified crop specialist for working for FNM Clay at the time and Heritage, and then I also spent time as a field sales agronomist here for Gromark covering Central Illinois, and then just this is uh, three years here in this as a soybean and wheat product manager. So again, 16 years went fast, but it's been enjoyable. Are you from the Southern Illinois area originally? No, grew up and born and raised this east here, Bloomington Normal. Okay. So what what took you into the crop specialist field? How did you get involved with that? Well, grew up in a family farm. So I says my grandfather and my father both farmed. Um, we had when I was a kid, grew up had um, grain crops, but also had cattle. And again, just sort of, uh, that's where my passion was, grew up with it, went to school and majored in agriculture science with a concentration in agronomy and uh, just sort of always loved being outdoors, being involved in the, the farming communities and that's sort of how I ended up where, I'm at, where I am. Very cool. Randy, I, I didn't get a chance to ask you, do you have that background as well with a direct connection with farming? Yeah, I grew up in Bureau County and my dad farmed and my grandfather, far- both of them farmed. And uh, so I worked on the farm, had livestock, 4-H and FFA and and uh, went to college of ag sales and services and uh, then I started working in the uh, 
ag supply field right out of college. So what, what drew both of you towards the seed division here at Growmark? I think it's for me is just as a passion around seed because I when I started my career off I was a crop specialist so I sold seed and fertility crop protection you know precision farming the all that and it's just to me um, every time I went to the farm my passion uh, my energy was always focused around seed I really enjoyed dealing with seed uh, that's sort of what I led with on every sales call and again when opportunities came up uh, with Growmark um, it was just you know from when I was at the retail side there was an opportunity I looked at and. Uh, Again, I got in the FSA role as a field sales agronomist, and we serviced pretty well our house brands plus our system-supported uh, partners' needs. And then uh, as the position opened up for the soybean and wheat product manager, I uh, had high interest in that, so it just worked out pretty well as planned. And, and glad to be part of it and glad to be in the role I am today to help our members, you know, in their seed business. That's great. Randy? Yeah, I, I uh, started at Bureau Service Company, which operates now as AgViewFS, and... Um, I enjoyed the agronomy uh, part, and the general manager saw a posting for the production agronomist for seed production and uh, asked me if I might be interested in it. Mm -hmm. So uh, I applied for that and got the job and, and uh, transitioned into a lot of different areas of production, which is kind of interesting in mm -hmm. itself. So. Very cool. So as we are continuing this series with the Growmark podcast right now, we are talking about the different ways, at least I'm sharing that story from our Growmark agronomy division, about how we're gearing up for spring. So let's go ahead and jump into the main topic and just want to highlight for our listeners, what does that mean? It's officially spring here, March 20th. We welcomed the new season, so that's great, or at least in the northern hemisphere. Um, and from what I've learned so far about the seed division your work preparing for spring has actually been going on for several months. So, Randy, if I could start with you, what are some of the tasks and projects that, that you are, have been focused on that are geared towards this new season? And when does that kind of begin for you? Well, the new season actually begins before the current season ends, to be honest. Uh, we start working on production plans for the, for the season that we're planting now to produce the seed that we're going to condition and and uh, package for next year's sales, so I I start looking at uh, what's required for testing, uh, labeling, and and bagging all of those products, even now for a year from now, but um, in in the past few months uh, we transition from looking forward to make sure we've got those supplies in place to actually looking at the quality of the, the lots that are produced. And then as we get them packaged, we do the final testing and get them released so that they can be shipped out to members. Is, is spring the same each year for you guys? I mean, with the work that you're focused on? Well, the, the targets that we may shoot for to ac actually get the seed out in the country might be the same, but the spring is always different. I mean, when we actually get started, but um, members don't worry so much about what actually happens uh, as far as getting supply. They know they're going to go to the field at some point and they want to get their seed in the in the warehouse and be able to get it distributed before they actually get started going to the field because when that happens their workload goes way up. Farmers want to have seed available when they go to the field. They don't want to be wondering if they are going to have something to plant. That's sure. been my experience. 
Eric, I'll turn over to you and, and just kind of highlight the same questions that I asked Randy in terms of some of the ways that you're gearing up for this new season. And, and if you're also kind of, if it's something that you've been preparing for for the last several months or, or over the last year as well. Well, I think in the ag, it's a continuous cycle, right? So, you know, we're preparing for the spring, but like Randy said, Roy starts in the fall and starts in, you know, the last year's harvest. So, again, we look through harvest, we look at results, and part of that reason to harvest from my end is we're, we're evaluating products. That's my uh, my job is both soybeans and wheat. I have to evaluate products and hopefully bring new products on each year that's better than what we had. So, it really starts in the fall of the year. You're evaluating products and seeing where we have weaknesses in our current lineup and then also where those weaknesses are do we have some of our experimental numbers that are better than what we have so then we go through the winter time and then like for me right we're working with our genetic vendors and then we're trying to figure out which ones we have can we get availability seed stock wise to bring them on to replace an existing variety so if you look through the last probably couple months here i mean that's what we spend a lot of our time on is for me is actually is two things a little bit is one is like Randy said, we're, we're sort of been focused on 2019 already in our roles because I'm looking at the products, what we got to put in the production fields this spring is actually going to be what we sell in 2019. So a lot of the stuff is uh, the new varieties, everything else we're focused on, making sure I'm securing seed stock on the new varieties, making sure we have enough seed stock of our current varieties to get in place uh, with Michelle Wright, who I work with on the operations side with our production plants and getting that in place. At the same time, we're also uh, we're currently watching what's available for sale for our members now. So this year we've had a lot of quality issues, and just again trying to make sure we're staying ahead on availability reports, what's out there to you know for the members to sell, and just sort of finish this year up and move on. So it's it's um it's never you're never looking for anything to do. There's always something going on. Sure. Now you mentioned lineup, and I know that play to win is a big kind of marketing campaign behind what you guys are doing this year. It started last year because I know that was presented as sort of the, the kickoff for the seed events in July last year. I got to go to one in Peoria, Illinois. Um, why why is it called lineup when you when you talk about that? I'm I'm thinking sports theme. I'm thinking of some of my favorite football teams and who are these all stars that that you guys tend to refer to? Can you share a little bit about that? Well, it's just like I said, the the lineup is just there's it's just like anything, right? You can call it a lot of different ways, right? Is it your is it your product portfolio? Is it your lineup? Is it you know your list of just pretty well your your varieties? But we look at it again as like I said, I refer to it as the lineup just again because it's exciting every year. We in anticipation right for the spring because you know the new stuff's going to go in the ground. We're going to have the new products in the plots. And that's exciting for me because you, you sort of seen what they did and it's just trying to get that excitement around and even to our, our FSAs and the member companies is once it's in the ground, then you can start evaluating. Then it starts all over, right? They can start coming up. You can take notes. You start evaluating throughout the year. And again, um, that, that whole that play to win, is that's what we're here about. It's uh, My job is pretty easy. You know, it's not easy, but it sounds easy, right? It's to bring the best products, performance products I can in the, in the high soy and the wheat brands you know, to our members. So it's, um, once you get those in the ground, they start growing. And to me, it's an exciting time. That's great. I think Keith is going to love that I was able to plug that on the Growmark podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so as we, as we kind of talk to, uh, as I spoke with the crop nutrients team, uh, when I covered their gearing up for spring activities, we spoke a little bit about the weather. And I know that that is something that impacts farming. Um, but what about you guys? Do you have to pay such a close attention to what is going on? You know, if we if we have a, a wet spring or wet summer, what does that mean for the seed division? Well, it, it all starts with getting seed in place to start with. But uh, you also have in-season sales activities. And so there are people in our division 
that um, this time of year they go on to a, a extended schedule where they take calls on days when we're not normally open to if they somebody needs supply um, on in a year where you have a wet spring for example and farmers are limited at the number of days that they can actually plant um, how quickly you can react to in-season sales to be able to deliver that seed and get it to the farmer and he be able to plant it um, is very important because there's a limited number of days that they have to work with to get it in the ground so we we get seed in place we, we like to be able to get it to them within the next day uh, on regular uh, route loads that they run during that type of season so who are some of the team members that support those efforts well uh, Jesse Vance and uh, Alicia Barons are the ASAs that take a lot of those calls for members to get the product moved out uh, Eric mentioned Michelle Wright does uh, our production planning on soybeans and uh, Katie Donovan on corn. Mm -hmm. So they do a lot of the behind the scenes work to get that done. And I think Katie works with some of the shipping as well. Mm -hmm. So uh, I know Katie was gonna join us for this podcast interview, mm -hmm. but she is actually really busy shipping. So, you know, we were forging ahead, but we wish we could have heard from Katie as well. Um, you know, when we talk about replant, uh, so I know over the last couple of years, um, there have been some springs where we get a lot of rain, even even into kind of the early parts of summer. What does that look like? What does that mean for some of our farmers if they have to, to go to that? Well, I think it's, uh, you can look at it both ways, right? You can look at us. Um, you know, for us, it's a, always sort of a, a big issue because if we do have, you know, our production fields, if we have seed stock growing, right, that's our supply for next year, whether it's corn or beans. And when you have to replant that, there's always a risk of what are you going to get out of that field? You know, it's, most of the time it's going to be less, you know, depending on Mother Nature. So we always do watch the weather pretty close in the spring because that reason is with all the seed stock fields we have and try to monitor what, you know, what shape they are coming out of the spring. And for growers, replant's always an emotional decision. Um, replant, uh, I've been on many, many replant calls through my prior history there on the roles I had, and it's extremely emotional for growers. It's usually a very hard decision, so no grower likes to have to go out there and walk field two or three times trying to figure out is it economically feasible you know, to, to tear up the field and replant it, or do you take the, the lower stand that you have, and you know, just even if you gotta patch it in. So mm -hmm. replant's never a good scenario when it comes to that deal, but again, most of the time, by the time you go through the proper, proper protocols, you, you can determine whether it needs to or not. Is there anything else that you wanna cover for our listeners about the work you're doing, um, some of the focus that you have, even looking towards summer, towards fall, Randy, you highlighted the fact that the seed division, the work begins even right at harvest. Uh, what, what other projects are you guys focused on as well? Well, uh, right now, I've just been currently working with Eric on some new uh, potential trait releases so that, that we don't currently have in the lineup. Um, when you talked earlier about lineup, it was, to me, it, it is like a lineup because he's got offensive players, he's got defensive <laughs> players. Uh, so, you know, he, there, there is a lot of scenario where that, that, uh, that's a good term, a lineup, because uh, every variety doesn't fit in every situation. You've got a lot of different growing areas. You've got different diseases that you have in some areas and not in others. So, um, but from, from my perspective, working with, you know, what is going to be required if we have to do new tests that we haven't been doing in the past, you know, what are the standards that we need to meet 
and where do we need to get those tests done? Can we do them in-house? Do we need to have somebody else do them? Um, so it's getting all those things prepared for when the seed comes out of the field next fall and being ready to do whatever we need to do with it. So, okay. Eric, did you have anything you wanted to no, I think it's just like I said. The it's this is always a unique and interesting time, you know, my my role because it's sort of exciting as as we move into May. I get to wear both the wheat and the and the high, you know, the FS mm -hmm. wheat and the FS high soy hat. So the summer, you know, you'll be evaluating the the early stands of soybeans, how things are looking early on. But at the same time, you get to May June. I spend a lot of time out in the wheat field. So again, no different than the beans. We're out looking at new products. I got a lot of replicated trials. Uh, throughout the Midwest, you're taking a look at them on just, again, making sure we're going to bring on the best varieties we have on wheat and at the same time as soybeans. And then also, and my role gets exciting this summer because you have a, a lot of, um, we pretty well get our summer booked up going out and doing product trainings with our member companies. Uh, we got the big seed events that we do usually every July. So we get involved in a lot of training with the crop specialist members, and that's one part of the job that I truly enjoy is being out there in the field and going through training. So. Again, a lot going on, as Randy said. Uh, the other fun, interesting part is this in the soybean, things are really changing. There's a lot of new traits coming out and just trying to keep my hands and handle around that and regulatory approvals and what opportunities we may have to, to bring in our FS High Soy brand. Well, that's great. And Eric and Randy, I really appreciate your time. I know that you guys are very busy. Of course, we kind of highlighted some of the team members I wish we could have heard from today, but I'm sure down the road we'll have an opportunity to, to get them onto the podcast. But as we wrap up, I've been asking some of our guests over the last couple episodes about foods, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, mainly because I enjoy talking about food. I mean, we're in that industry after all. So, um, and I was probably hungry when I've, when I've been drafting my episode notes, but it's been interesting to see the different food holidays that we have. And having shared that crop nutrients, I asked them about their favorite dessert because at the time it was national banana cream pie day. Mm. And with crop protection, we talked about crab meat. Um, so they, they share where to find the best crab cakes out on the East coast there. And today, as we're talking, it's March 21st. It is National Crunchy Taco Day. <laughs> so first up, do you like crunchy or soft tacos, or do you not like tacos at all? Randy? I, actually, I like them both, but uh, the soft ones are a little bit easier to eat sometimes, but uh, I, I do like both of them. So I think, I think Randy just took my thunder. I was going to say both, but I actually usually go with soft tacos because most of the time we're on the road traveling, so it's a lot easier to eat a soft taco than right. it is a crunchy taco. <laughs> what, what filling or toppings do you prefer? If you had, like, the ideal taco, what, what would it look like? Well, I don't – I learned something when I went to Acapulco years ago is a taco basically is the shell with whatever you put in it. So uh, <laughs> if you like tacos – yeah, I like them fine with uh, just the hamburger and cheese and lettuce and that, but you can put anything in them, and they're they're always good. So, Randy or Eric, I guess I guess my staple right is going to be the is going to be the beef, the the lettuce, tomato, and a little sour cream, and definitely a bunch of hot sauce on oh, top yeah. of it. The hot sauce is the key. I I really enjoy hot sauce too. Okay, last question on this this uh, food day topic: What is your favorite restaurant if you're craving a good taco? <laughs> Well, I'm still, I like Taco Bells. Some people don't, but I still like to go there. They're, they're quick and I, I like their tacos. So 
Eric? Yeah, it's, I don't know if uh, I don't know if I've ever really had a bad taco wherever I went. So any of the Mexican restaurants in town, Taco Bell, Taco John's. It says I guess when you get a taco, right. you sort of know what you're getting. I, I'm so I, I don't really have a preference. Just anybody that sells tacos, I'll probably eat it. <laughs> Me too. Um, I'm with you guys. I, I enjoy going to Taco Bell or Taco John's. I live near both, so that's kind of nice. And then there's a little Mexican restaurant slash grocery store that's in my neighborhood as well, and so I really like going to that. Well, gentlemen, on behalf of our listeners, I want to ta- thank the two of you for taking the time out of your busy schedules um, and sharing more about the Growmark Seed Division, your focus for spring. Uh, welcome to the new season, and best of luck to both of you. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Well, listeners, if you weren't thinking about tacos before you started this podcast, you probably are now. And once again, I want to share my thanks with Eric West and Randy Pearson from the Growmark Sea Division for their time. I learned a lot about the important work that's going on and always appreciate getting to know colleagues from across our agronomy division. Want to learn more about Growmark? Check us out online at www.growmark.com. And thank you for listening to the Growmark podcast. Remember, sharing is caring, so make sure you encourage family, friends, colleagues, and more to tune in. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Growmark podcast. You can find other episodes on Podbean or on a supported podcast app.